Bank of Clark County is making it easy to give to local charities. We're featuring a different one at each of our Bank of Clark County locations. To find out how you can support their good work, visit our website at www.bankofclark.bank or follow us on our social media channels and the hashtag GiveWithBOCC. Happy Holidays from all of us at Bank of Clark County. Member FDIC. Yeah, it's called Conversations with Jeff, not Screaming Matches. Yeah, Yeah, you and I do not agree on Calvinism. But look how nice we are to each other. I think it's going to really shock a lot of people, thrill a lot of people. A lot of people are going to have to do some soul-searching. It's like, you know what? What are you doing? You're spending all your time trying to destroy another Christian because you don't understand what's going on when you should be out there winning people for Jesus. Right. Thank you for the job you're doing. Thanks for being willing to address these kind of issues. They're vital to the church. I feel sorry for what's coming your way, but God bless you, man. It's it's a good, healthy conversation, and, and let's keep growing together in the Lord. People won't change unless they hear the truth, though, and so we need to know the truth, uh, speak the truth, and then the last one I would say is that we need to stay in the truth uh, no matter what the consequences are. Okay, everybody, welcome to today's episode of Conversations with Jeff. Really excited about uh, today's show. Uh, before we get to that, really quick, just wanted to remind you guys all that we do have our book, Social Injustice, that's out right now. Uh, you guys can go to uh, gatekeepersonline.com slash store. Uh, you guys can check that out. We've got uh, that book written by 12 different authors, uh, including Dr. Andy Woods, Dr. Mike Spaulding, Ken Peters. The list goes on and on. Uh, the forward is written by Michael Massey. It's a great resource for anybody really interested in the issue of social justice. Um, and uh, we compare everything with scripture and uh, make sure that everything is lining up uh, properly. So uh, go ahead and check that out, gatekeepersonline.com slash store. Uh, if you guys want 10% off, you can use the code Jeff for that. Uh, really excited about uh, today's show. We've got uh, we've got two guests, actually. I think that's the first time we've ever done that for an episode of Conversations with Jeff. Um, and th- they're both calling in on here, so they'll be in, coming in on audio. So we've got uh, Michael Schuer, who's been on the show before. Fascinating, fascinating conversation that we had last time. That we've all, then we've also got Colonel Mike that's calling in as well. Um, and so, you know, welcome both of you guys and glad we could uh, have this conversation. Thank you. I'm glad to be back again. Yeah, de- definitely. And, you know, and, and I think, and I, th- and I think one of the th- one of the things that's been like really crazy about like what's going on right now is how you know, and I keep saying that with everything going on with like coronavirus and all these shutdowns and lockdowns and all that kind of stuff, it seems like we are in like an apocalyptic movie. Uh, you know, that's supposed to be taking place 50 or 100 years in the, into the future, but then all of a sudden now we're having it like where literally the entire country is shut down. I didn't even think I'd ever see that in my lifetime, and which is absolutely crazy. No, they, they, they managed to do something. Whoever introduced that into the United States managed to do something Hitler and Hirohito couldn't do in World War II. So it's, a, it's, it's quite, I think you're right, I think it's quite an amazing thing, but it seems to be breaking apart at the moment. I think people are becoming less and less... Um, trusting 
of the medical people. Their, their, their models for predicting what was going to happen and why it was going to happen appear to be about as um, accurate as the climate change models, which is to say not accurate at all. And so I, I, I think there's a lot of uh, politics being played. I think there's a lot of money exchanging hands, and I think Trump has got his work cut out for him. Yeah. Now, 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 Colonel, Colonel Mike. Now, f- from your perspective, with all of this going, with all of this going on, do you do you feel like uh, like the government's taking this as like an opportunity to see how far they can take things, or do you think it's just like, oh. yeah, like what's your take on all this? Absolutely. I mean, you know, I was thinking about this before we were going on the show, and Mike, you'll get a chuckle too. Remember when Putin would throw out a little silly powder out there in London and knock a guy out and put him in a hospital with plutonium or something, and the whole world went upside down over one guy dying? Remember those days? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And now we have all these countries that, you know, China must have called up uh, Vladimir Putin and said, how do you like the way I work? You work one at a time. I do the whole world. I mean, absolutely, it came out of China. Uh, China's intentions were to to knock us out of the box, whether it was biological weapon, whether it was loosed from money that was spent from the United States government investing in some labs with Fauci and these people at NIH, which I don't trust anybody anymore. And today I just got a report from New York a Hospital uh, where one of my relatives works at, where everybody's being marked a COVID death. Bank of Clark County is making it easy to give to local charities. We're featuring a different one at each of our Bank of Clark County locations. To find out how you can support their good work, visit our website at www.bankofclark.bank or follow us on our social media channels and the hashtag GiveWithBOCC. Happy holidays from all of us at Bank of Clark County. Member FDIC. The holidays are a moment of togetherness and joy and a reminder of how tradition creates happy and fulfilled communities. Make this holiday season patriotic with a visit to National Harbor and its stunning new Spirit Park. Marvel at one of the largest American flags in the region and beautiful displays of American art. Make this holiday season the most meaningful of all at National Harbor. Learn more at nationalharbor.com dash spirit park. And the the people are just crying. I mean, they just can't take it. Basically, they're just letting the old people die. Respirators are not, you know, they just put, once you're on a respirator, it's pretty much 80% chance you're going to die. And this fits into the, Jeff, this fits into the Obamacare, uh, uh, healthcare that they passed where the old guys would just go away. That was Ezekiel Emanuel's deal, Rahm Emanuel's brother, that, you know, just let the old people fall off the truck. And that's the way it's going to happen. So, yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is, uh, we have liberties. And right now, Stanford just came out with some numbers, um, which is like 0, 0.30, you know, on the deaths, which is the numbers and the models are all totally off. And now, today was announced also, um, somewhere in western Pennsylvania, Gates is working on a vaccine, which was probably in the works before this thing back in the last year. So it's, it's not just politics, it's economics. And again, you know, they couldn't get Trump with the dancing girls and Mueller and the Russia collusion. So, you know, this is the last card before November, Jeff. And I, I'm not a conspiracy guy. I'm a reality guy. You just have to look at the writing on the wall. 
Yeah. Now, now, do, now did you, do either of you guys feel like, because I've, I've heard some theories thrown out there, and I'd be curious to know your perspective on this. Do you feel like like this was a biological weapon? Do you feel like this was intentional? Or do you feel like the story that's coming out is like it was just accidental, they were doing some testing, and then it just snuck out and eventually took over the whole world? Like, what's what's your guys' take on the narrative? Yes. I'll go first, Mike. But, Jeff, I think it's either or. But here's the deal. Where it spread was the fact that it was a Chinese New Year. And they allowed hundreds of thousands of Chinese to go around the world who probably had some of this virus infection. The second stage of that, in my opinion, and I don't have any facts to back it up, was the best way to spread it is give contaminated test kits, which is what I believe China sent out where you could put the virus in the test kit and then infect somebody with the virus. Again, I don't have any proof of that, but that's just, you know, my, my take on it. Mike, what do you think? Well, and, and, and the general sense uh, of things, I think that Trump has done um, something that is for first in my lifetime. He's tried to run the government according to how the founders wanted it run. He's tried to push down the responsibility for people being taken care of by those who govern them and are closest to them and know what they want. I, 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 I think Colonel Mike and I generally agree, but on this point, I, I would make that Trump has been um, reluctant to step out and take more power for the central government. He had to do it in some cases with um, because the governors had not spent money to stockpile materials to take care of their own um, people. And so there was no other option but the federal government. But if if Hillary Clinton or, or Barack Obama or George Bush or Bill Clinton would have been in charge, you would have seen another huge power grab by the federal government. And we probably would be with, with very few state governments left. The other thing I, I think what we're seeing, and I think Trump intended us to see it, is that there's an insurrection in this country. There has been for a long time. Um, first of all, they wouldn't obey uh, cooperating with ICE. Then they had sanctuary cities. Now they have governors who are imposing restrictions on buying the American flag or gardening outside. And what you see is that we largely have a, 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 a almost a, a secession movement in this country where not, any number of governors and mayors are ignoring um, the federal government, even when that what the federal government wants to do is well within its purview constitutionally. So I, th- I think Trump, if nothing else, has demonstrated that the time for uh, uh, putting down this insurrection is here now. Yeah. Now, now, you know, obviously, I feel like you know, President Trump has done a, like you were saying, done a very, he's done a very good job in really deferring to the states, which is something that, like, conservatives have been begging a president to do for I don't know how long is, you know, stop trying to do everything on the federal level, leave it back to the states. But then we're seeing, like, a wide variety of responses from the states and their governors and things like that. And, you know, we're we're getting some, like, Gavin Newsom out here in California that's just, like, totally progressive, taking advantage of this, trying to change, in his words, California to an even more progressive state. Um, you know, and you've got, you know, the Michigan governor and all these different, you know, people that are really getting totally totalitarian and authoritarian. Um, I mean, do you, do you feel like that's something that we can rectify at some point? Or do you think that's something that Trump should kind of deal with? Like, how do we, how do we deal with these governors that are essentially taking away people's constitutional rights? 
Well, I think the one thing you need to do is to remember that Section 4, Article 4, or Article 4, Section 4 of the Constitution, the federal government is guarantees a Republican government in every state of the union. Um, you can't, for example, Bernie could not have been allowed to be elected because he's just a socialist. That's not Republicanism. But the, public, the federal government is perfectly empowered by the Constitution to go into a place like uh, um, uh, California or New York or um, any other state in the union where its prerogatives are, are, are supreme on things like law enforcement, not law enforcement, but immigration, um, ensuring that uh, there is no uh, unconstitutional government. And so the, the recipe is there. The, 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 the method that needs to be used to change it is purely constitutional. But there's so many irons in the fire at the moment that I'm not sure if we're going to get around to it before the republic collapses. Yeah. yeah, in, in, uh, yeah. Jeff, no, yeah, go ahead. Jeff, my take is I just saw an article this morning. Uh, Barr uh, has now come out and started investigating some of these states taking away liberties. And this is this is Mike will, will, will say it a lot better than I could. Basically, they're, they're doing a power grab on our liberties, our liberties which are guaranteed by our Constitution. States' rights are one thing, but they cannot take away our liberties by locking us down. And this is the first time in the history, Mike, I think, in the world, you would know pretty much, this is the first time we quarantine the, the healthy people. Normally, we quarantine sick people in crisis, in plagues. Am I right or wrong? Well, I think that's right. Uh, but, you know, the president reacted to the way it was was described by these so-called medical experts. And exactly. Bad information. Yeah. He is, uh, you know, they, they, they put him out as a supremely arrogant man, but he listens to expertise. And he listened this time and closed down the country. Now we're finding out that people like Burks and, and Fauci and Redmond may well be on the take from people like Bill Gates. So, um the president has just had a hard first term, and he needs to strike back at some point. Maybe that point's coming. So, so do you guys feel like we should have shut down? You know, like let's say travel from China, or you know, like with his decision, or do you, or do you feel like that was an overreaction? Oh, I think it was absolutely the right reaction in terms of shutting everything down from China in terms of travel. I'm not sure that a countrywide. Uh, uh, close down was necessary. We still have states that have a handful of cases, and they could have kept working. It wouldn't have, wouldn't have solved the problem. But if you have uh, 15 states out of 50 working, at least it's a contribution to growth or to, to economic well being. And instead, they just shut down the whole thing, which is a, which is it just doesn't seem to make sense. Yeah. Well, and this, well, and it's, it's it, a, no, go go ahead, Colonel Mike. Jeff. It's to collapse the economy, which fits into their narrative. So the, the whole thing is to move the goalposts down as far as you can to September or November. Now, for them to even have a guy like Biden up there and Nancy Pelosi come out and say that Biden, will, he would do a great job with something like this. The guy can't even remember where he was five feet ago. He doesn't know which way he's turning. And this is, this is what, was brought up, what was brought on by a, by a party that 24-7 uses a race card, talks about diversity, talks about women, talks about color, talks about race. And now, in the end, you get an old 
foggy guy. I mean, you know, late seventies from a little state in Delaware. And basically, I, in my opinion, I think they had to put him up there so they can stall that investigation from the attorney general into his corruption with China. And he's deep into corruption with China with him and his son, the drug addict who took 1.5 billion. We have Jeff, we have a, we have a Congress which is so corrupt with China since Bill Clinton. And I'll go back to HW, Mike. Um, it started with George H.W., and it would, went rapid fire with Clinton, and it continued with Junior, you know, and then you had Obama. We have so many people on Capitol Hill. I mean, we go around the world and tell everybody how to run their business. You know, bottom line is it's, it's all about the corruption, and that's why you don't see – do you see the Democrats, Mike or Jeff, do you see the Democrats every morning waking up and saying, well, 400 – thousand cases of cancer and three thousand people died of cancer or heart heart disease and today there'll be five thousand eight hundred and sixty eight babies aborted. No, Planned Parenthood is open, right? So I mean it's all it's all a narrative to try to beat Trump, you know? It it is what it is. Um Trump is doing the best. What I think he has to do now is just kick Fauci and and this lady Burks out and say, look, you go have your press conference at, at NIH. Okay, that's enough for you guys, you know what I mean? And he's just got to have a press conference and a lot less, maybe a half hour, and let the country open up. Bank of Clark County is making it easy to give to local charities. We're featuring a different one at each of our Bank of Clark County locations. To find out how you can support their good work, visit our website at www.bankofclark.bank or follow us on our social media channels and the hashtag GiveWithBOCC. Happy Holidays from all of us at Bank of Clark County. Member FDIC. The holidays are a moment of togetherness and joy and a reminder of how tradition creates happy and fulfilled communities. Make this holiday season patriotic with a visit to National Harbor and its stunning new Spirit Park. Marvel at one of the largest American flags in the region and beautiful displays of American art. Make this holiday season the most meaningful of all at National Harbor. Learn more at nationalharbor.com dash spirit park. HIV is still an issue in Montgomery County. The more open we're able to talk about HIV, we treat it like any other health prevention. PrEP stands for pre-exposure prophylaxis. People who are not HIV positive who may be at high risk for contracting the disease. This is a good choice for you. It's just a way for you to sort of take control and say, I'm going to do this to protect myself. Do it for them. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Learn more about PrEP, the HIV prevention medication. Visit doitforyoumc.org. Yeah, well, yeah, I, I feel like I feel like with with all of this, and you know, there's there's, I feel like there's there's a lot of backlash from conservatives against people like Dr. Fauci and things like that. And obviously, you know, I think as we're learning, it seems like he's kind of got ties in in all of this, both the Gates to the actual lab, uh, you know, that was supposedly doing this, you know, study and st- you know, supposedly studying a lot of these, uh, th- you know, this coronavirus essentially. Um, you know, you know, some people I feel like are saying that. Trump is is just letting Fauci do his thing to kind of like expose him. Other people are concerned that he's being led astray by Dr. Fauci. What's your guys' take on that sort of thing? Jeff, Jeff, I don't think he's being led astray. Trump is a very smart man. Um, he, he's playing this close to the vest 
and we have one of the most corrupt universities. Michael, you'll, you'll agree with this. John Hopkins is most progressive university. They've been all over this since last November. So, you know, you have Hopkins, you have Birch, you have Fauci, and, you know, they all were in a conference back in November with uh, Bill Gates. And, you know, all of a sudden now Bill Gates is going to have this miracle vaccine coming out of Western Pennsylvania. And Cedars-Sinai announced today they already got the licensing rights worldwide for the vaccine. So to me, it's like it was premeditated. But I'm not being a conspiracy theorist on this. Michael? Yeah, I, 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 it, it seems to me that what we're seeing now is the, the vital importance of the alternate media. Because all we've talked about here this afternoon is it's clear there's evidence everywhere about whether these doctors are on the take um, about the governors, but because of the dominance of the of the media, uh, the mainstream media, they never get talked about. They don't ask the president a thoughtful question. They but they get Fauci on, and it's like they're making him into a saint that he's canonized. Same way with Burks. So it really the only place that American people with questions or with 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 um, uh, you know concerns that they're being slipped. The only place to go to is is this station, into the independent media. There's no other way to get the word to the people. And I think the president needs to get some vehicle by which he can talk to Americans, say, 20 minutes a day, uh, every other day or every day, and just say, here's what's going on. He'll, he'll soon have more viewers daily than most of the, of the mainstream media, if not all of it. So uh, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a, the, People who are concerned about the future of this republic are not at all served by the mainstream media, and it's only the alternate media that's helping them get through this maze of, of um, confusion, uh, assertion, whatever you want to call it. And I think we, 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 we have to watch the, the, the kind of titans of tech, because if they shut that down, then the game is over. Yeah, well, and, and that's the really big concern, I, I feel like, right now is – how do, how do we move forward as as conservatives and people that love the Constitution and freedom of speech and all that kind of stuff when literally, you know, the left controls all the technology, they control the media, they control all that kind of stuff, and we're, to a certain degree, totally reliant on them. And we're even seeing, like, companies like Facebook and YouTube and things like that shutting down um, you know, different, different videos based on the topic or they're shutting down these, these events organizing rallies across the country of people actually, um, you know, practicing their constitutional right of, to peaceably assemble. And it's literally being taken away. So it's like, how are we supposed to move forward when we're totally reliant on the left for our free speech, essentially? Unfortunately, we're focused on one man. And that's the president of the United States who was never supposed to be in this kind of a position. But, when people, I think Colonel Steve has mentioned it many times, the idea of a, a of a fireside chat, but more frequently than that, just to tell us what's going on, what he thinks is going on, and what his government is trying to do to restore the republic, w- would be uh, very useful. And also, he has enough command over the airwaves in the United States that he can cr- create a vehicle for doing that that's immune from the tech uh, giants. Michael, uh, if you look back in history, and you you know you're a great historian, you know a lot. If you look back in history, this is how the power grab starts. You know, when you're dealing with uh, the past, like Germany, 
a fascist in Italy. But what I'm I'm concerned about is having like podcasts like yours, Jeff, and YouTube. I, I, I learn a lot from YouTube. I learn a lot from alternate media, like Mike says. Um, we You know, these... I didn't even know they had a White House Press Association, which basically is dominated by mainstream media. You don't see uh, the president call uh, Joe Blow from Topeka, Kansas, or Omaha and ask a question. It's attack. It's 24-7 attack, attack, attack. Now, what he should have done is made sure that PBS and NPR was defunded. And I've been, I've been saying this since the days of Clinton. Why do we fund $500 million a year? And I happen to like a lot of shows, the Masterpiece shows, I watch PBS, but I don't think we have one show on PBS or NPR which is pro-conservative or, or pro-Republican or pro-Trump. It's all attacked. And by the way, they have great shows. I mean, you, I listen to the opposition in the morning early. They have great shows, 12 producers, one host, you know, budgets that, you know, are through the roof. We spend $500 million a year. Why can't he just shut the valve and say enough is enough? This is enemies of the state. What do they call it? The fifth column, Mike? What was it called back in the Well, it's more than a fifth column now because they're not trying to be secret about it, Steve. They're defying the federal government uh, in areas where it is supreme. And the government, federal government has taken it laying down so far. It's got to shut the valve, Jeff, and we have to have you know, small alternative media, independent media, podcasts, YouTubers, um, be able to go into that White House. And it, what he should do, and I said this to Mike the other day, he should say, okay, ask all your questions, you got 15 minutes. And they say, okay, everybody out. Okay, now independent media, come on in. And let the American people hear from independent and alternative media. Because the mainstream media just, they portray the independent media, alternative, alternative media as, conspiracy crackpots this this attack is 24 7 against trump but if it's against trump jeff it's against the deplorables and if you voted for him they don't like you yeah no that's very true and and what's interesting is i saw a tweet by uh dave rubin i think it was earlier today and and one of the things that he was saying that he's concerned about is that what he and he's predicting within the next two years youtube is only going to be for those verified and approved by youtube so it's not going to be the independent you know people that are making videos and film and and documentaries and you know putting out their shows on youtube it's going to be only authorized people probably more mainstream media and that sort of thing and i feel like we're, we're seeing that that direction that we're heading in that direction with a lot of these big tech companies and it's like they're trying to get that monopoly and take that away from these alternative media sources. I, I you know, I'm totally all for. I, I wish Trump would put out his own podcast. You know, just you know, talk directly mm-hmm. to the people, bypass the media altogether, and just say, well, well, you guys keep messing up. I'm not even going to you know entertain talking to you guys. I think I would love that. I think it's a good idea uh, myself, but I, I think he needs to do it soon. And you know the. It's kind of a minor point, but to me it's been a major point. Most of these uh, people who question him every day are young, are um, college graduates, and I. It, when I listen to them, they clearly don't prepare for these meetings. They They really don't know. It's all sources tell me or this or that or the other thing. But two things really struck me is where have their parents been if they raised these people to be the kind of people they are in terms of discourtesy, 
in terms of snideness or whatever. And what did they learn in school? They went uh, if they went to journalism school. Do they do they teach students now to go in and just don't bother knowing what you're going to ask, knowing the substance of it, but just ask a question to hurt whoever you decide that uh, needs to be hurt politically? It's really an extraordinary thing to see that these are products of American education and products of American family raising, and you have to you have to hope they're not um, symbolic or a, a good measure of the kind of parenting and schooling that's going on in this country. Oh, yeah. You know, what's what's fascinating to me, too, is how, you know, everything that the media reports on, it's they'll only report on it if it fits their narrative, right? And, you know, and I think an example of that is, you know, just, what was it, a few days ago, uh, General Flynn put out his tweet with his statement of, you know, essentially, you know, taking back his, um, his, uh, him pleading guilty. And now, and he explained all, everything, I've hardly seen any of the leftist media report on that. To me, that's that's a huge, huge story, and yeah. almost nobody's talking about it. Well, that's exactly right, and they're also the the media is taking down most everything that questions what Fauci and Gates and Burks are up to. They're even taking down um, uh, advertisement and podcasts from companies who deal with. Um, uh, uh, measures or products that would support the president in in uh, suggesting other treatments for this uh, sickness. So it's it's really a, a, a swamp, a, a, a disaster for the country. And I don't know how the president's going to handle it. Uh, one man can do what one man can do, but he's not God. He's not omnipotent. Yeah. No. No. What you guys? Mike, take- no. Go ahead. So, so, so that, what, what I was going to ask really quick is, what's your guys' take on this whole General Flynn situation? Because I feel like, from my perspective, it seems like that's like a total uh, opportunity to expose the deep state and how they've really, you know, they, they it seems like they totally framed this guy and set this guy up. What's your guys' take on on all of that? Well, I think I think you're, is is Colonel Mike still there? Yeah, you're still there, I think. Okay. I think you're you're exactly right. um, Now I I lost my train of thought. I thought something happened to the colonel. Um, (laughs) You know, I think we should look for another kind of false flag event, something like the shooting in Las Vegas that has never been explained, because... When Flynn is exonerated, the whole FISA thing begins to unravel all of the coup attempts against Trump and and the people around him. And so the Democrats are going to need some other event. The one thing I disagreed with the colonel about is I don't think this coronavirus is the last last, uh, coup attempt against Trump. I think there will be others before the election. And I think one of the things there will be is some kind of a major shooting so they can attack him as a a, a, not, a gun lover and a and a, a, pro, a someone who promotes those kind of things. It's a it's a rocky road to go, I think, at the moment. Yeah, Mike, not, can you hear me? Yeah, we can we can hear you. Okay, Mike. I don't think it's the last. I'm just saying this is up from now. We're only in May. Yeah, you know we got a long run. We we, we got to get to November. Yeah, you know what I, I'm saying. So, I, just so I don't think it's anywhere near the last. 
I think it's okay. You want to talk about the frame? You want to talk about the frame? Sure. Jeff. Yeah. Okay. Let's go for it. Uh, I go back a ways from New York City. Okay, and I come from a different background than Michael and a different culture. I was grown. I grew up in the city. Framing was part of the FBI's business for years. Michael will tell you. Um, in New York City, the only way the FBI used to, you know, hit a case and get a 98% target was they'd let the New York City detectives do all the work. Then they'd walk in the office and say, we're taking it over from here. This is how the FBI gets 89 to 92% accuracy. You frame a guy. Okay? This is how they operate. But it's just come out to the American people in the last... Now, Trump is no fool to this. He grew up in the same place I did, in the same city where I did. He's seen, he's seen this. He was a very successful businessman. When they want to take you down, you get framed. So they took it from a street level or a racketeering level or a mobster level or an embezzlement level to the federal government. And they went, went after Flynn. Why did they go after Flynn? There's a lot of theories out there. One of them was Flynn was on top of pedophilia. Flynn was given the folder. Bank of Clark County is making it easy to give to local charities. We're featuring a different one at each of our Bank of Clark County locations. To find out how you can support their good work, visit our website at www.bankofclark.bank or follow us on our social media channels and the hashtag GiveWithBOCC. Happy Holidays from all of us at Bank of Clark County. Member FDIC. The holidays are a moment of togetherness and joy and a reminder of how tradition creates happy and fulfilled communities. Make this holiday season patriotic with a visit to National Harbor and its stunning new Spirit Park. Marvel at one of the largest American flags in the region and beautiful displays of American art. Make this holiday season the most meaningful of all at National Harbor. Learn more at nationalharbor.com-spiritpark. You can live a long, healthy life if you're HIV positive. With the current treatments, we can get patients down to being undetectable. The array of options is so much greater today. U equals U. Undetectable equals untransmittable. If someone who's HIV positive, they're taking their medication, they're undetectable, they're not able to pass HIV to their partners. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Your HIV treatment is their prevention. Get more information at doitforumc.org. On who's the pedophilia? And, you know, that's been coming out little by little for the last three years. So maybe they had to move Flynn out of the picture. Maybe Flynn had something else about the Middle East. Maybe Flynn had something else about Russia, right, because he was at a dinner with Russia. So the FBI is dirty. They're dirty cops. It's, it's, it's a known fact. They've been dirty players for years. And how they win the case is they flip a guy. A guy talks, right? And then, hey, you know, he gets to walk and the, the other guys go. Way. So framing is part of their business. They've been in the framing business a long time. This is how they operate. Mike, would you agree on the framing I, program? I agree completely. My dad was a policeman in Buffalo, New York. And when they would work pr- cases, uh, especially organized crime cases, they would do all the legwork. They would gather the evidence. And then just as Colonel Mike said at the last moment, in comes the, you know, the man in the, in the cape and the mask from the FBI, and they take over the case, and they take the credit. They put their jackets on that say FBI and all of that stuff. So 
I, I think the, the, the politicians make a tremendous mistake when they say that the corruption in the FBI is only on the seventh floor among the top leadership. Um, the top leadership at the end of the day doesn't do nothing but doesn't do anything but take credit. The guys who set up the cases are the guys who are the corrupt ones and um, or among the corrupt ones, let's say. So I, I think that's an organization, and I increasingly think the agency, the CIA, is another organization that needs to be pretty much cleaned through. Um, we've lined up a few tasks for the president that would take two more terms, I think, this afternoon. Yeah. No, that, that that's that's very true. You know, now now I kind of wanted to back up a little bit because, uh, you know, Michael, you had mentioned this earlier, but dealing with uh, false flags. And I, you know, I'm familiar w- with that terminology and all that kind of stuff. But for somebody who may be uh, watching or listening and they're not familiar with that terminology and what you mean by that, what are you referring to when you're talking about false flags? False flags are simply events that are made made to distract people's attention and to focus on an issue that's not really an issue on hand. The massacre in Las Vegas is a perfect example. If anyone thinks that old man killed all and wounded all of those people, and we were watching it live on TV, uh, they they deserve to have um, their, their heads beat in a little bit because that's clearly meant to have put uh, Trump on the wrong side of the Second Amendment issue. Um, I... I tend to think we see uh, that this is going to be a false flag too. This was, this was designed to dis- to um, this was designed to destroy the uh, economy, and it did it. And it's it takes the, the puts the issue on the president, making him focus on this issue all the time, while the 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 Democrats are focusing on the election. This whole business about um, uh, mail-in ballots here in Virginia. We have an idiot named Northam, who's the governor, and he's arranged a set of new laws, two sets. One set that is five unconstitutional laws against the Second Amendment, and the second set of laws permits anybody who's breathing to vote, no matter where they're from, because no one has to identify themselves. So while he's off fighting the, the, the virus here or the corona, whatever you want to call it, the Chinese virus, the states and the Democratic Party nationally are are getting ready to swipe the election, and you can bet that Hillary Clinton is going to be the nominee. Nominee, not not goofy Biden. He probably won't live long enough to be it. But a false flag is something that that the uh, Democrats specialize in. Uh, Ukraine, uh, the Russia hoax, all of these things, the whistleblowers. It's all it's all meant to distract first of all, from the president's success, and now to make it look like he's had no success because they managed to destroy the economy. Yeah, I mean... Uh, Jeff, I want to say this also. Jeff, I want to say this also. Today I wanted to discuss it, but we're on a roll, so it's good. Um, We're going to have food shortages. And remember, the majority of the money that's donated to the elections, the election cycles, are corporations, okay? And corporations are already saying we have to kill the cattle, we have to kill the chickens, we're going to close the plants, we can't sell pork and chicken. I thought today, I said, you know, with all these people collecting this large unemployment check of whatever the state gives plus 600 a week, why can't we have people go and work at these plants and do the livestock and stuff? But you know what? If you make it a calamity, it's almost like a false flag, Mike. 
Oh, you sure. Know, you close the plant. You know, you get the panic going. Everybody, oh, I can't buy chicken. It's like the toilet paper. Do you know most of the money, Jeff, of the $1,200, I don't know if you call it stimulus or whatever, the $1,200 money that went to the Appalachia region of the United States, most of that money, they didn't go out and buy toilet paper and chickens. You know what they bought? They bought guns. And you know why they bought guns? Because they see what's coming down the pike. When panic and chaos comes, you're going to have to defend your home and you're going to have to defend your family. And right now, you know, the Democrats want that. They live off that. It's like a false flag. But this is even better than a false flag. This is a reality flag. Yeah. They create the chaos. And... Right, Mike? I, I couldn't agree more, Stephen. I, I would also note that we have had three different indications or three different examples of the Democrats getting their union guys to go out and and go on strike in the midst of this. I think we had it at well, that, That's another thing. Walmart. You, you're leading right up to it. You're leading right up to it. It's yeah. a strike, and now they want to bail out. They want to bail out bad government. They want a $10 billion bailout for unions. They want a $10 billion bailout for states. What, what right do we have that we take our – as it is, they take our taxes – and they give health care to people that are even citizens. Yeah. And our own citizens are dying in hospitals. And our own citizens can't go into a hospital to have elective surgery because they say we need the beds for corona. So this whole country's upside down, Jeff. This is you're much younger than we are. We've seen a lot. You remember the Orange Revolution just a few years ago in the Ukraine? That was a big calamity. What was it? Five billion dollars the State Department spent? to overthrow the Ukraine election and call it an orange or whatever. And they said, well, Putin's going to, who cares what Putin does? It's his, it's like Putin coming to us and saying, you know, we got to defend Mexico. You know, it just, it don't make sense, but this is how the Democrats operate. And I don't want to call it Democrats anymore. I really, I, I, I'm past the stage of saying socialist. I'm saying communist at this point, Jeff. Yeah. Well, I, I would, I would totally agree. And, and, and what's crazy to me is that, I feel like historically what's always happened like during campaign season is like a lot of times you'll have the Democratic candidate or the if you want to call them the communist candidate. They would always come in and they would try to paint themselves as like a moderate, have some conservative leanings and things like that. And I feel like this time around it's like there's no hiding it. They're just going full on who can out AOC the next person. And that to me is like a whole new ballgame now. You remember the last cycle, Jeff? Mike, remember the last cycle when they said we're going to elect all these women? Remember the moderate women that were pro this, pro that? Yeah. And Spanberger in Virginia was one, and the other one out there uh, uh, out in the uh, Loudoun County region. They had all these uh, females who won the election in Virginia and other states. And as soon as they got in, the first thing, first order of business was a Green Deal and Planned Parenthood. And, you know, we need more diversity. We need more women. We have a lot of smart women in this country. But we don't need those kind of women, you know, just that as soon as they get in, they flip and, you know, it was a squad. They hadn't named a squad. And then you got radical Muslims and, and, and whatnot, you know, running and cursing the president and using. I mean, they would never do that to Barack Obama. You know, they would never do that to, to Bill Clinton. You know what I mean? So we're, we're past the point of no return. Look, you know, they used to have five mafia families in New York City, Jeff when I was young, okay? You got four mafia families in California you never speak about. <laughs> the Newsoms, the Pelosi's, 
I mean, you got the mob. The real mob is California. The Feinsteins, the Pelosi's, the Newsom's, they run the show. Nobody's looking in the checkbook of Feinstein. Nobody's looking into her accounts. How did she become so rich? She had a driver that was a Chinese guy. Was he a spy? Who was he? That went away pretty quick. It's like the 30,000 emails. You talk about the FBI being corrupt. 30,000 emails? You get, a, you get a Navy sailor, takes a picture of a ship, he goes to jail six years. Where's the justice? You know what I mean? Yeah, well, well it, I've, uh, so I've got a, kind of a question then, is that, you know, we all see, okay, there's this level of corruption among the Democrats. I mean, we're seeing that on the federal level, we see it in California, we see, we see it all over the place, right? And one of, the, one of the things that Trump was campaigning on was draining the swamp. Now, now a lot of conservatives are like, okay, so why isn't he? It doesn't seem like he is. Do you think that he's he's still trying to maneuver his way through all this and figure out who's good, who's bad, or like what do, what do you think is taking longer than I think what everybody anticipated? I think I think he should have put better people around him. But you know, look, he's a good businessman. He's a blue collar billionaire. I think he needed, and I said this to Mike many times, he needed blue collar people to go in there. You don't need a lawyer and accountant to go in there and be a politician. You don't need a lawyer or an accountant. You need a carpenter and a plumber, which is what he, he talks that language, construction language. You needed people like that around and say, Mr. President, there's three nails on the floor. What do I do? You know what I mean? He didn't need all these advisors that, you know, were professional, you know, guys from the RNC or whatever. You know, and then they the first thing they do is they stab him in the back. They want to, they want to write a book or something, you know? Um this is what he didn't understand. He didn't understand the politics of politics, okay? But I'm not faulting him for that. I mean, it is what it is, and he's there. And he, he had a lot of loose cannons around him in, in the first couple of years, you know? And, and another downfall for the president, I hate to say it, man, is, you know, Javanka, it's his, his son-in-law and his daughter. I mean, he lives. In New York City, lives, you know? And God bless him. He loves his family. But, you know, sometimes he takes advice that, I think is a little bit squealed, but, you know, who am I to say anything? All I know is the president could have had better people around him. We're coming down to the final countdown, you know, so I just hope, you know, he gets to where he's got to go and he wins again because, Mike, you could fill in the blank if he doesn't win. Oh, I don't think the Democrats will ever take power because I think a lot of them will get shot up. I think the American mm -hmm. people had plenty and they're not – and the Democrats will go to their hell – um, smiling because they don't realize how much deep animosity there is toward what they've been doing for the past three and a half years. Back on Trump, I think one of the worst things we have in this country and one that we need to be cleansed of is, is a replacement by common sense of those who are called experts. Look at where, oh, exactly. our, what, where our experts in foreign policy have gotten us since 1945. We haven't won a war We've had most most of our wars should have never been started. Um, we're what is the what does the president say? Eight trillion dollars on these wars that Bush started just in the Middle East. And the experts come and they're, and they're all from the Ivy League or other schools like that. They, they don't have uh, any concern at all for people who they consider their inferiors, which is everybody who didn't go to the Ivy League. So experts are one of the most extreme dangers to Republican government. Uh, as, as the colonel says, you need experts to build nuclear bombs or you need them to have um, uh, for some medical things, but you don't need them to run policy because they'll run policy in their own interests 
uh, and they'll 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 be corrupt. That's just the way the world works. Experts are a danger. Yeah, well, and and that's part of the problem is that you know we've we've you know over the last many decades we we've seen this centralization of power and it's going to the the supposed experts and the elites and and they're totally separate from like everyday Americans that are you know going through life and you know things like that. And I feel like that's really the dangerous part is like right now we've got people that are making decisions for everyday Americans in response to this, you know, we'll call it a crisis because that's what they're that's what they're calling it. But in response to this crisis, we've got these people that don't actually have to live with the repercussions of what they're passing, like with these shutdowns. Nancy Pelosi is can sit in her kitchen and eat all the ice cream she wants out of her expensive freezer like she doesn't have to live with where's my next meal going to come from like most Americans are having to deal with it today. Well, that's exactly right. And with 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 Trump, he might be an expert in several things, but he's got a lot of common sense. He knows what's going to work and what's not going to work. And I think he's probably learned a lot about the price of dealing with experts as if they are somehow uh, You know what the problem is also, Jeff? Uh, you have these people who are in Congress for 10, 20, 30 years. They get a nice fat pension, and then they go become a lobbyist. I've always said, the minute you become a lobbyist, you should not have a pension. I've also always said, if we're a bankrupted country, how do you get a pension? You know what I mean? Why are you taking any money from the American taxpayer if we don't have any money and we just keep printing money? And why are you taking our money to pay for illegal people to have benefits that the citizens don't even have? But people don't even wake up to the fact. Just just the numbers, Mike. I'm going to throw this out there. Uh, how many people died in Antietam during the Civil War, Mike, in one day or two days? How many people died? Yeah, close to 3,000. Okay, we've had more than that die. With COVID, nobody's upset. How many people died in Vietnam? Probably close to that in COVID right now. Nobody's even upset. What they're upset about is, is if the iPad's going to work tomorrow, if the iPhone's going to work tomorrow. And, but I think, and Jeff, you're a young guy, and you're probably, you're probably on the Apple product. We really have to tell Apple, hey, move your factory, or we're going to go somewhere else. We have to stand up to these big companies that are building stuff in China for slave labor prices that move them out of here, move these companies out of here, and say enough is enough. You know, we, we just don't want to buy your stuff anymore. You've got to get out of China. Um, this is what happened. They just they threw out the red carpet. Corporations like big numbers. They let, the CEOs like big, you know, bonuses. And slave labor is good. And who started that? It, it goes back, you know, a ways, but I would say it's H.W., and then, you know, Clinton just Clinton ran with it. He said, hey, man, this is great. He started bringing Chinese students into Arkansas public schools, you know. So, I mean, we have a crisis that should have been attacked years ago. But it's both sides, Jeff. It's not just Democrats. We have Republicans that went along. They went along to get along a long time ago. And uh, we're, at, we're at, I guess, the point now of no return. And yeah. like Michael said, if if these guys think they're going to win, they're not going to win anyway. It's the American people have had it. The Democrats just came out today. They said they're not coming back next week. By the way, Nancy Pelosi says we're not coming back. So it's it has nothing to do with your social welfare, your social well-being, or ours. It's all about what they want, and they want to destroy this country. And the best way you could destroy this country is to destroy it within. This 
always tells us that. We can look back at history and see how most civilizations and, and countries went down, right, Mike? Exactly. Um, you know, the, what, and another point is that the Democrats, the, the, the animosity of the media and the Democrats and their supporters and their funders toward Trump also has to do with his desire not to take more power for the federal government. What people should learn from the way they behaved is what Colonel Mike said, is they don't care about Americans, they care about their own power, and the vehicle for the growth of more power and more money in their pockets is can only be achieved by the federal government. And so mm-hmm. we really have, people really need to get that message, and Jeff, you do a good job, and other people do good jobs. I'm just not, I just don't know if we're powerful enough yet, especially when um, the, the, the social media people keep knocking off voices that are telling the truth and have a little common sense. Yeah. I mean, Jeff, you're in California. Jeff, you're in California. Why isn't there conservative Republicans setting up? You don't have to be in Silicon Valley. You can go to Orange County. You can go to some other state. Why aren't they setting up these things, these platforms or these these media outlets and whatnot why haven't they been doing it the last three years i mean even if they didn't do it a long time ago what's up with the young people and the tech why aren't they doing it they should have been up to up and running by now you know trump was president three years Uh, i worry about it because the big money is always spent on the left and what are we going to wind up doing i mean you got a couple of independent outlets and how do we by the way there's a new kind of facebook coming out um i think it's it starts with an M. I'll look it up and I'll send it to you. But people are thinking about this. They're saying, hey, if Facebook's going to just censor us for everything, we're going to need our own kind of Facebook. We're going to need our own kind of YouTube. How is it that Zuckerberg winds up owning WhatsApp? He owns Line. He owns Facebook. I mean, come on. Who was this guy? Where was he from? How did he fall out of this guy? Is his name really Zuckerberg? I don't even know. Yeah. Well, you know, like the, there's, there's a handful of other like platforms. There's like Gab. There's Parler. There's... You know, there, there's there's a few other out there. I know Dave Rubin even started. Uh, I think it's called Locals. I think as his, uh, which was in response to uh, Patreon. It was it's kind of like his alternative to that. But I I feel like part mm-hmm. of the pro- part of the problem is that what ends up happening is you have these alternative you know media sources and then or uh, social medias and then what ends up happening is it's all the people that got kicked off of Twitter and Facebook that go there and then they get this reputation of just being like a bunch of conspiracy theorists or going the Infowars or Alex Jones route or you know things like that. And it kind of discredits those other, you know, organizations, those other companies, whether or not it's valid or not is a whole different discussion, but it ends up being the perception. And, you know, I feel like at a certain point, what ends up need, what ends up needing to happen is a conservative needs to come out with a platform of some kind. And then Trump just is like, okay, I'm leaving Twitter. I'm going here. Cause I feel like that alone would give them, you know, would give that the kind of credibility to actually pull something off. Cause as long as he's on Twitter, I mean, nobody's leaving Twitter. Bank of Clark County is making it easy to give to local charities. We're featuring a different one at each of our Bank of Clark County locations. To find out how you can support their good work, visit our website at www.bankofclark.bank or follow us on our social media channels and the hashtag GiveWithBOCC. Happy Holidays from all of us at Bank of Clark County. Member FDIC. 
The holidays are a moment of togetherness and joy and a reminder of how tradition creates happy and fulfilled communities. Make this holiday season patriotic with a visit to National Harbor and its stunning new Spirit Park. Marvel at one of the largest American flags in the region and beautiful displays of American art. Make this holiday season the most meaningful of all at National Harbor. Learn more at nationalharbor.com-spiritpark. Yeah, I spoke about this, Mike. I spoke about this five years ago. If you remember, I said, "Why do we allow uh, ABC, NBC, and CBS to have these rights or these these airwaves for what fifty, sixty, seventy years now, right? And why are we charging them? Right? It's the American people that own it, right? The American people own the airwaves. Why aren't we charging them? Because all they do is attack us. So we should say, look. In the case of ABC or NBC, uh, you've been having a great time. Your stock is worth X amount of dollars. Uh, we think we'll lease you these airways for a six-year lease with a renewal at uh, $3 billion a minute. Are you ready to pay? I mean, they don't, they don't get to own this for a lifetime, but we allow this to happen. You know what I mean? There's no shows that are pro-conservative or pro-family. You know, it's, it's all whatever they're narrative is, whatever the agendas are, I mean, it's just crazy, man. It's, I, I never thought I'd see this in my lifetime. Yeah, well, you know, one, one thing that I wanted to say, too, is it seems like, and we, and I know you guys were kind of mentioning it, you know, a little bit in passing, too, but it seems like everything over the last 50 years or even, even longer, everything's been kind of pointing towards this direction to where now everything's kind of exploding in front, right in front of us, where it seems like, you know, everything was like an intentional... Uh, power grab, whether it was the education system, Hollywood, the the news media, um, the you know government, you know all the different bureaucracies. It seems like everything seemed to be a very specific attack on one aspect of true American, you know, government and the way of life and freedom and liberty and all that kind of stuff. And then now it's all of a sudden we're, we're looking around and we're like, everything around us is not the way the founders originally intended for us. And so now it's like, okay, so. Do we have a shot at turning this around? Mike, why don't you tell him what Khrushchev said years ago? <laughs> what about we will bury you? <laughs> I think around the court. There, there is but, – but we need a lot more help. We need to have – especially the Protestant churches stop towing the line with the federal government on political correctness, on, on all kinds of issues – um, you know, there's no reason to oppose somebody because you don't like him, basically. And you know, or he's too coarse or he's too loud or whatever it is. Trump is no different, as Colonel, as Colonel Mike said, he's no different than thousands and thousands, probably hundreds of thousands of New Yorkers. He just sounds different. It's, um, but the Protestant churches really need to get, get their, their, their selves back to where they were to be less politically, um, uh, savvy or politically correct or whatever you want to call it and saying the bible says this it doesn't say that it doesn't it doesn't lend itself to be expanded to your idea of social justice or or whatever you call it it's just not right and you know the one thing americans need to remember is that two things i would say first any country that produces a, a, a ton of laws every year uh, instead of a half a dozen or 20, 
is going to be a corrupt country because multiple laws just make it easier to to get graft. And the second thing is, I I really do believe that the, the time has come where there's no more room, there's no more wiggle room. The number of guns that are being being uh, uh, bought and the amount of ammunition that's being bought is going to be our security. At the end of the day, the Second Amendment is the only thing that protects the Bill of Rights and the Constitution, and that's exactly the way um, the founders decided it should be. It's a last resort. And now that so transparently we've seen during Trump's administration how thoroughly corrupt the federal judiciary is, there's really very little option for us. We can't say, oh, well, the courts will take care of it because they have been a major constriction on the draining of the swamp because they're probably on the take too. So um, the Second Amendment, it's no wonder that the Democrats hate it so much because they don't want to get themselves shot and they think they won't. And so they keep behaving in a way that will earn them um, a response that is more vigorous than they expected. Yeah, and, and I think that you know, you know, it's it's really hard because we're we're looking at we're looking at all of our constitutional rights being taken away just one by one, like like you were saying. And I feel like, especially within this coronavirus, you know, aspect where we're literally seeing, you know, the you know freedom of speech oftentimes being taken away by these social media companies. We're seeing the right to peaceably assemble being taken away. I know, like there 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 were organizations that were wanting to protest and rally at the state capitol out here in California. And they filed for permits, and they were all denied. Um, and, the, and then you've got, you know, freedom of religion and also the right to peaceably assemble with churches. It just seems like it's like every single right is being systematically taken away. And then we're looking forward, and we're like, okay, so are any of these going to come back fully? And I think that that's what's really concerning a lot of people is it's like this is a big power grab to see how far they can take it and then how little they can give back to us. And that's that's what's really concerning to me. And the power grab is is occurring when the power grabbers are in opposition. Just imagine if they had the White House. Yeah. yeah. Mike, also, and Jeff, Jeff, also, this power grab goes beyond our country. This is a world movement. This is from the EU, and they have where. I think I think we're I think we're losing Colonel Mike there. Can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you now. Can you hear? Yeah. Okay. Um, this is a worldwide movement. In other words, take down America, and then we can get to that one world government, religion, new world order. Mike says it all the time. How many religions we have now in America, Mike? We have just name a few. Yeah, well, there's a lot of them, but they're all. What it comes down to is they're all here except uh, Christianity, is it what it used to be? And it's it's the easiest thing to not have hate laws, uh, hate speech laws about, and it's the easiest thing, as you just said, to discriminate against by not letting us hold services. It's right. um, you know, they want to wipe out uh, uh, as much history, tradition, and common sense as they can. And they're well on the way to do it. And all of a sudden, this guy named Trump ends up in the middle of the road, putting his hand out and stopping their train. Can he do it? I, I think that's a good question. Now, 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 do you feel like, 
you know, so like I kind of ha- I kind of have this theory, you know, because again, I I like to study a lot of like eschatology and and you know the beliefs on the end times in the Bible and and things like that. And you know, and one of the things that we keep you know looking at that you were kind of mentioning is that there's this new world order that uh, that we're looking at in the Book of Revelation, where it is this globalist, you know, one world religion, one world government, one world currency, all that kind of stuff. And it seems like we keep going that way. And then when we look at history, it seems like there was always that attempt to make that happen, but it was always happening through, let's say, brute force like Nazi Germany or through the Roman Empire or Babylonian Empire, whatever that might be. This seems like it's the first time that's happening from the inside and kind of joining across, you know, all the different nations and that sort of thing. And then Trump gets elected. And it seems like that was essentially God saying, okay, we're going to take this back a second, right? It, like, it's not time yet. But then I feel like, do you feel like Trump can hold off this big globalist push and really turn things around? Or do you feel like it's continuing to push towards that direction? What I do hope, what I do hope, Jeff, I do hope he would say it more often in his speeches and press conferences, you know, when they say, we're going to get through this, you know, I got this, you know, these little cliches i got this we're going to get through this we're going to come back stronger i wish at the end of those things he'd say with the help of god because you know why it's a miracle that this guy got elected i think mike agrees people were praying him in there was no way this guy could have won let alone the uh, the primary okay then to beat clinton i mean this country is so evil that god said okay i'm going to give you a pass all right you're getting trump one time let's see how it works out that's my opinion but I'm just saying, you know, it's a miracle he was elected. And, you know, all they did was attack him and attack him. And, you know, when they attack him, they attack what he believes in, what he, what he believes in. Yeah, Colonel Mike is fade, fading out again. Oh, gosh. There we go. One point I would make in support of Colonel Mike is, is, is the one thing Christians have to learn to do is vote. We here in Virginia... Uh, we much of the problem we have with this moron Northam and the Democratic Party is because Virginia, Virginia Christians don't always come out and vote. They they have to vote their conscience, and if they you know they, they cannot expect any candidate from my point of view, and I could be wrong, but there will never be a candidate that's a perfect Christian candidate. There 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 may well be um, a, a non-believer who is as good as it can get for for Christians because he believes in f- freedom of religion. But you're never going to have the ideal Christian candidate, candidate. Franklin Graham's never going to get elected or or another important Protestant leader. And certainly no Catholic leader is ever going to get in, uh, elected after we've seen all of them. All they want to do is help murder babies. So voting is important for Christians. It ought to be on the it ought to be in the pulpit. It ought to be in the bulletins every week. It ought to be on the t- television program vote because otherwise the devil comes in or the evil comes in whatever you want to call it yeah you know that, that that's a very good point that's one of the things i've really been talking a lot about because there has been this kind of like pietist uh push within a lot of evangelicals of you know let's just stay out of government you know don't focus on that only focus on the gospel and that sort of thing so that's a really important uh point to yeah. make you know what, what i don't understand jeff is that why they don't see that if they don't get involved if they don't elect people that are maybe not 100% there to their liking, but at least more than half to their liking, that if they let the other people in, they're going to come looking for the Christians. 
Yeah, well, there's there's this thing that's going around with a lot of these pastors that are really pushing this is that it's almost like it's almost like they're welcoming the persecution. It's almost like they want it to happen, and I don't fully understand why. But I, but like I've heard multiple pastors talking about how they almost wish that there would be persecution because then it would weed out the fake Christians. And it, yeah. it's, it's said very flippantly, and I get their point to a certain degree because you know the Chinese underground church is thriving in the sense of. Only the true Christians are going because they're literally risking their lives to go to church. But it's like, is that really the life that we want to live? And that's what I don't understand about a lot of these pastors. Well, if it weeds out the, you know, the, it's kind of common sense. If it weeds out the, the Christians who are posing as Christians, it leaves the ones who are um, uh, true Christians much more easily identifiable targets. Mm-hmm. That, that, that's a very That's a very good point. Um, you know, one topic that I wanted to make sure that we, that we did get to, cause I, I'm curious about your guys' take on this, is there, there, there was that, uh, that, uh, documentary or whatever it was that was going around on YouTube, the Out of Shadows. And, you know, it's really talking about, you know, like a lot of stuff going on in Hollywood and involvement with like the CIA, with, like within Hollywood and influential people and a, a lot of dark stuff. Did you guys see that documentary and what, what were your thoughts on a lot of that kind of stuff? Jeff, I didn't see it. Can you hear me? Yeah. I didn't see it, and I'll take a look at it so the next time we have a conversation we could talk about it. But just talking about Hollywood in general, okay, the Chinese have bought up Hollywood too. And that's why you have these actors coming out and saying, oh, I have COVID. They don't mention China. They don't mention anything about where it came from. And, you know, they're, oh, just sit down and stay in bed and, you know, drink warm tea and everything will be all right. And, you know, we're going we're gonna to be back. And, you know, they they own the media. They got they got the they got the movie industry. They got, the, you know, they threaten people. Universal was supposed to. I don't know if you knew it or not. Universal was supposed to open up a amusement park in China a couple of weeks after this thing popped in our country, and they said if you if you guys keep reporting about the Wuhan virus, you're not going to open up your park. So it's all blackmail too. You know what I mean? So I don't know. I'll look for this. I'll look for this thing. But my take on this religion. Um, you know what happened, Jeff, a long time ago, we decided to be, um, we said, we're going to, we're going to be tolerant. And by being tolerant, the people who wanted the tolerance became intolerant. And that's where we are now. You know what I mean? They love everybody who comes from Hindu land or Buddha land or, you know, anything that's anti-Christian or anti-Christ. They're all welcome in America now. We're not welcome. Mike? Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. I, I don't know. I'm not quite sure. I've, I've seen, I've been watching it in parts. I've seen 30 minutes of it so far of the film. And I, I think it's very good. I think it's probably pretty accurate. It's certainly what it brings together a lot of the issues that have been discussed in the last um, four or five years. And I think the, um, the, the idea that, well, look at what is Hollywood against? It's against white people. It's against masculinity. It's against, uh, um, uh, you, you know, uh, 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 situations where women aren't in control. And and this year at the at the Academy Awards, there was a, a movie called 1917, which is a celebration, really, of patriotism, of heroism, of masculine bravery, of Christian values. And what did they do? They gave it to a foreign film that no one ever heard of. They get they got the Academy Award. 
the kimchi chronicles something <laughs> and and so it's it's um i've always thought that the the democrats ought to hold their uh, their for every four-year convention in hollywood amongst the hollywood stars and then maybe the lord would send the final uh, earthquake to kick the los angeles and <laughs> Yeah. It's really a shame. It's Jeff, Jeff, you, you're on target with a lot of your shows, and I really got to congratulate you. You got great guests, and you have great conversations, you know. And, you know, it's, just, it's like, I think, the last run on religion, on, on Christianity in America. And, you know, Ben Franklin said it best, hey, it's a republic if, if you can keep it. And we've kept it a long time. I mean, it's, it's really, it's been great. It's been, you know, a couple hundred years, but... You know, we're at the point now, you just flood the gates and you just, you open up the gates with all these different religions and philosophies and people come here to become Americans as they used to in the old days. Anyway, my grandfather's day and, and Mike, your, your grandfather's day, back in the day, I mean, you, probably your great grandparents, Jeff, they came here to become Americans. They didn't come here to say, well, I want to stay what I was and I want to bring my values and I want to bring my politics because that's the reason the Democrats want who they want in here now. Listen, I lived in the third world. I traveled in the third world. I did business in the third world, and I did lots of things in the third world. And and trust me, this is nothing. Bribery here, I mean, if, if you come here, this is third world life. They'll pay anything you want. You know, like in Vietnam, you know, you put up a pizza shop every week. The guy comes in, he takes the license off the wall, and says $300. What's that for? I paid last week. Well, another health violation. Need another license. You know, you go through this throughout the world. This is bribery light. People coming from Latin America where everything costs you under the table. Gosh, you kidding me? I got a translator who's going to get me welfare, who's going to get me SNAP, who's going to get me health care. I'm coming to America. I'll drop all these babies. My wife stays home. Hey, she says my husband left. You know, she's making 2500 3500 a month, and the guy's making cash. They created this system. This is what the Democrats did. It's time to take down America. But it's not just in our country, Jeff. It's a worldwide movement. They, they tried it in the EU. You see the Brits are fighting for Brexit. Okay? Um, it's a worldwide movement, and it's an antichrist movement. I believe it's an antichrist movement. Yeah, no, I, 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 totally, I totally believe that. You know, and it just seems like all the signs are there that it's pointing towards you know, take, taking down, you know, th this nation that this, it's really the last beacon of freedom and liberty and really the only uh, that, that's really been in American or in world history like this. And uh, and it's like if America goes, then we're pretty much going full speed ahead with this globalist agenda, which is just mind boggling that, that this is literally at the point that we're at right now. Like growing up when I was a kid, I, I, you know, you take for granted, I think to a certain degree, your freedom and liberty and things like that. And then now we're literally at the, at this crossroads where it's like one election could totally change the entire course of this country. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. And so, you know, one, one of the other things too is that, you know, uh, I feel like we, we need more voices. We need more people getting the message out there. And I know, uh, Colonel Mike, you and I have been talking about, uh, ha having you and Mike, you know, having, having your own, you know, podcasts and things like that. And I know that, uh, you know, we've been talking about that pretty seriously. Well, we would love to be back on, on a network and your network is a, is a sound network. It's looking like it's growing. It, it's looking like it needs lots of voices. And, you know, if Mike could find the time, uh, I can find the time for sure. Um, 
if Mike can find some of the time, because he's busy from time to time, I think we can add some value. What do you think, Mike? I, I'd sure give it a try. I have, um, I, we've only spoken twice, but I, I think uh, Jeff is a very uh, smart guy and a, a, a guy with a lot of courage to undertake the effort to set up your own network. So I, I'd be pleased to try to help. Yeah, I mean, that, that would be awesome. Like, I know, uh, so, uh, you know, and this is kind of like an announcement for everybody that's watching or watching and or listening as well is, you know, I'm actually starting a new podcast network called uh, Freedom First. And, um, and so we, we're going to have a lot of great, uh, a lot of great shows on there. Uh, we've confirmed, uh, we're going to have uh, Jerry Wayne will have a show. We've got Trevor Loudon. Uh, we're, we've got a few other people that I'm still confirming as well. But, uh, but again, if if you guys would would love to be on that, I'd I'd love to have you guys. And again, for me, it's one of those things where it's you know if we could have more voices really talking about a lot of these issues, I feel like that that's the best thing that we could do for our country right now because these kinds of conversations are the stuff we need to that we need to have, not the stuff on CNN, not the stuff on Fox News, not the stuff on you know that you see on TV. It's got to be these real conversations about the actual issues, not all the distractions. You know. Yeah. And if we if we could come on, Colonel Mike has an endless role of interesting people we could have on to interview. So mm -hmm. he's really a, he's a little shy about it, but he knows an awful lot of people. So we, yeah. I think we we could help a little bit. Are you outing me, Mike? <laughs> <laughs> I just know you know a lot of people in this world for a guy from uh, the mountains. <laughs> uh, yes, and by the way, I'm speaking to you right there from uh, out in uh, Berkeley Springs, West Virginia today. I'm I'm out in the cabin. Uh, I'm not quarantined. I'm with the bears, the raccoons, and my lady and everybody. So we just sit by and have the fireside chats. We're outside, and we're not really social distance. We drink some beer and wine and stuff like that. So, uh, you know, it's nice to be in America. I'm in America today, Jeff. I'm in America almost every day. Yeah, yeah. Um, Yep. And I miss my I miss my country that I grew up in. I mean, Mike and I grew up about the same time. Um, you know, it was a great time growing up in the fifties and the sixties. The family unit was tight. We talk about it all the time. You know, uh, your father was hardworking. Your mom was home taking care of the family. You know, we lost a lot of that. I mean, as we advanced with technology, color TV, and you know, this we've seen so many things in our lifetime. You know. Um, you look back and you say, boy, I miss America. You know, I miss some of that. And, you know, everything is like, it's, it's just out of balance. It's out of sync. And it's because the, the foundation of this country and the principles and the faith in this country has, you know, and I, and I blame the pastors. I blame the priests. There's a lot of stuff that went on that they allowed to go on, you know. Um, and then you have these prosperity guys coming on radio. Hey, just smile every day, and you, you know, the Joe Osteen kind of guys, and you know, you'll be a you'll make a fortune. In the meantime, send me your check, and I'll be a billionaire. It just it went out of whack. Everything went out of kilter. You know, it's like God just you know folded his hands and turned around and says, "All right, I'll give you fifty years." You know, and here we are. I mean, I believe in my heart that Trump was the only way he could have won. It was hard work, hard praying to people in churches on Sundays, Catholics, Protestants, whatever. But again, like Mike said, Lutheran services, Catholic services, you know, all of these organizations are 501c3s who, who suck off the government teeth, you know, I mean, and they bring in all these illegals, and the Mormon church does it too, the Samoans and the gangsters from Mexico. 
uh, we we just can't have these church spinoffs bringing in everybody and then they're being paid and then we pay for it in the end and we, we're the end user on this because in the end we wind up paying for everything they get. You know the churches get somebody to sit in a pew, but we get to pay for all their welfare costs. So we're out of kilter. We're really out of kilter. And uh, my good friend Bishop Smith, who was on your show, I mean he's a great guest. Um, he says it like it is, you know. And uh, we really have to turn back to God and say, uh, you know, how many more years we got? We're fighting. We're fa- we're fighting the demonic force. There's no way these pedophilia people in government and these demons in government. I mean. They could say whatever they want about quacky stuff. Oh, this is conspiracy. No, it's not. No, it's not. They hung out with guys like Weinstein. They hung out with guys like Epstein. And it's the old story. You know, you dance with the who brung you, okay? And they were in bed with these guys. They took their money, and they partied. Excuse me. I've got to run off for a minute. Sure, no problem. All right, Mike. But, Jeff, I, I think, you know, I appreciate the offer. I thank you for the offer. You know, I'd love to do it. Uh, whatever we could add, whatever value, you know, Mike is just like, he's a history book. You know, yeah. um, we've done shows in the past on, on a radio network and, you know, we had a, we had a great following for a long time. People liked it. Um, we had good callers. Um, we had great emails. Um, and you could see, you, you know, we're no holes barred. We just say it like it is. Bank of Clark County is making it easy to give to local charities. We're featuring a different one at each of our Bank of Clark County locations. To find out how you can support their good work, visit our website at www.bankofclark.bank or follow us on our social media channels and the hashtag GiveWithBOCC. Happy Holidays from all of us at Bank of Clark County. Member FDIC. You know, I've got a lot of experience around the world. He, he's he got tons of experience in different parts of the world that I don't, you know what I mean? And I have experience in other parts of the world that he wasn't involved. We worked for, well, he worked directly for the agency uh, for many, many years. And he was instrumental, you know, in, in many of the operations. Um, but, you know, it'd be great. Uh, I like I like doing the show with him. I think he's, uh, he's just... He's a ball of knowledge, man. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that, that's that, that's evident. And he's good at what he does. He's good at what he does. Yeah. Now, now, do you now now do you feel? Are you hopeful about the direction of our of our country and the opportunity for us to turn things around from this progressive globalist, um, you know, post seeing? My hope is in God, Jeff. My hope is in God and the people praying to God. And my also my hope is in in your generation, younger people. Um, you know, I'm, I'm seven decades already. I had a nice run. You know what I mean? Should have been dead six times. You know, so, I mean, you know, I've had a lot of extensions in my life. God has been good to me, okay? But my hope is in young people like you who want to take the, the, the banner, whatever, you know, and just run with it and say, okay, you know, we're up next. You know, uh, I was around when, when Nixon was president, and I was around as a kid when, when John Kennedy got shot. And, you know, there's a lot of reasons why John Kennedy got shot, a lot of conspiracies, but absolutely, he talked about the New World Order. He talked about the Federal Reserve. He talked about the agency, you know, at the time. Um, and believe it or not, 
the agency did a lot of good work over the years. There were some bad players there, too, just like the FBI. Um, we used to do, back in the day, the agency would do good work around the world, you know. We did some nasty things, but you had to do nasty things when you have nasty people. And that's what we have to do now. We have to do some nasty things when you have nasty people. And uh, we went around and overthrew governments and other people got taken care of and whatnot. But, you know, we look. I look in the mirror now and I say, well, you know what? Uh, it's happening in my country. It's happening in our country now. Uh, when are these people going to wake up? This is not a world of Apple and iPads anymore. You know, I mean, we, we are... At the precipice, it's here. It's standing in our face. We were ready to. We were ready to nominate a communist. So w- what happened? You know, the only reason Bernie didn't get the nomination, Jeff, is because the Democrats don't want him. Okay, he's a fireball, and look what we got. You know. Yeah, I mean, I mean that that's that's the crazy thing to me is is how how far we've fallen in the sense of the ideology of 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 mainstream america and of especially too is like the millennials like how how embracing of communism and socialism we are as a nation to me it's it's one of those things that needs to be called out confronted and exposed over and over and over again because it's so vitally dangerous to america let me give you a metaphor yeah let me give you a metaphor you never drive a pickup truck so you drive in a four-door sedan all your life, let's say a Honda or Toyota or whatever, and you want to buy this big Dodge Ram or Ford F-150 pickup truck, and you get in and you say, oh, this is really great, your life gets better, you say, oh, this is too big for me, you know? And you drive down the road and you say, wait a minute, you know, I, I don't know if I really want this. Well, you know what? You can go rent the Ford truck. You can rent the Dodge truck, right? You can rent it for a week and see if it fits your needs and that's what you want to drive, or a minivan or whatever. You know, you take a test run, but then you go rent it to make sure that's what you want to buy. That's what the millennials need to do. The millennials need to get on a plane and go live in the third world, go live in Cuba, go live in Venezuela. I guarantee you, Jeff, they'll be on the plane in four days, five days at the maximum. But if we give them the one-way ticket and say, nope, minimum six months, they may hang themselves. The third world is not fun. It looks nice on the travel shows. You know what I mean? But reality in the third world, it's nasty. It's not good. Communism, it sucks. And when people go and live in there for just a couple of days, you know, you t- they talk about the health care so good. Well, how long do you wait? I'm going to tell you, I won't name the country in Southeast Asia. A friend of mine texted me last night. And this is a developed third world country, okay? They're up there. They're running lots of money and lots of wealth. Because of COVID now, this person cannot go in the hospital for two months, for two months for a critical surgery, okay? Now, that place before COVID, you could have had anything you want. It's got one of the best hospitals uh, in the world. It has travel tourism, what do you call it, hospital tourism, Jeff? Hospital tourism, yep. you know, healthcare tourism. They have great world-class hospitals with hotels attached to them, so when you recuperate, you, you have a nice hotel. And for two months now, they have to wait for COVID. And that's the third world. And if you don't like it, die. <laughs> I mean, this is up to middle class people. If you don't like it, die. But we're not letting you out of the country because guess what? If you go out of the country, you're not coming back. You're going to be quarantined for 30 days. So if they want to leave and go to, let's say, another country in Asia, they're going to have to stay 30 days in quarantine coming home. And this is just... You say to yourself, 
why aren't these people reading and looking and seeing? You know, you got Brazil's ready to go upside down. You know, they're, eventually they're going to have a mini revolution, even though they have a nice, what they call a good president now. But you know, the crackdown is going to happen. Okay, and this is going to. This is just part of that new world deal: chaos, 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 chaos. Country, country, chaos, country, country. And to me, this looks like stuff that we did in the Orange Revolution in Ukraine. And it was this is only to get to the goal line. And Trump was in the way, okay. And Trump's been in the way, and all he did was upset their apple cart and their agenda. And that also ties into the Antichrist agenda. Now. You talked about the vaccine. Just a second, I've got to check out. Okay, of course. Thank you, Doug. Yeah, I've got to go. Um, So I'll, I'll, I'm happy to help in the future. I'm sorry, I just we ran a little over, and I got something I got to do. It's, it's all good. I I really appreciate you coming on. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you, Mike. Guys, thank you, thank you, Jeff. Jeff, Of course, thank you. I'll I'll finish up with you real quick. Sure. It's the agenda, and the big agenda is what's next. If they even if they do come out with a vaccine, how will it how will it be uh, distributed? Will it be in a chip? Will it be permanently to to follow us? Um, you know what they're not saying in the press is that the money that uh, Biden's son's company got was reinvested into AI, and it has to do with a lot of this crackdown in uh, the Uyghur uh, area of China where this, it's 24-hour surveillance, and that's what they want to get to. They want to get to 20. We're there now. You go on any corner, you see cameras everywhere, right? Yeah. Um, whether it's at the stoplight, whether it's at the floodlight, the street lamp, we got cameras. Since 9-11, this, we went into hyper-intelligence uh, watching our people, and it's, I think it goes back to the days of World War II with the Nazis. You know, we, we brought in that kind of mentality. We put them into different agencies, whether it was nuclear, whether it was uh, intelligence, whether it was police, and uh, and and Bush, the Bush family worked closely with that kind of stuff. And um, you know, we just went around. We had a wrecking ball for thirty years, and everybody spent thirteen trillion dollars. We wiped out our country, and you know, both sides agree to go to war. Look at Nancy Pelosi's not a peace lover, you know that. Barack Obama killed more Americans and Muslims than any other president. So, you know, both sides have, you know, blood on the hands. But I worry about the future, how this thing, and and the other thing, Jeff, what if you don't take the vaccination? Here's the big one. You don't take the vaccination, are you going to be allowed to go on a plane? Are you going to be allowed to go on a train? Are you going to be allowed to drive in another state where you have a vaccination card? This is what looks like coming down the pike. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's it's reminiscent of uh, of the book of Revelation, where it's talking about the mark of the beast. You can't you you're not going to be able to do any uh, business or buying or trading or selling or anything like that unless you take the mark. It's sounding very reminiscent to what they're talking about with this vaccine, which is pretty crazy. Well, the, that kind of stuff I refer to my friend uh, Bishop Smith, mm-hmm. who's really you know he, he's like to me he's like a mini Bible scholar. Um, you have, you know, you deal with a lot of these pastors and different Christian people who are scholarly on the Bible, and you get a lot of different points of view. You know what I mean? Um, but I, I know I've read Re- Revelation. I understand that, but I don't understand. And I guess it's the big mystery, Jeff. I don't understand how it's going to come and when it's going to come. But definitely, Jesus said you're going to have persecution, right? So if you're a believer, you just got to anticipate if you're alive when it comes. 
that you're going to face it. Yep. How many are going to face it? Who's ever alive? There's no way it's a checkout. You don't get a free checkout unless you die of a heart attack or something. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So at, at some point, you've got to be so strong in the faith that you've got to be willing to face the persecution. But just think about those guys in the Coliseum back then, right? They would get eaten by lions and whatnot. So that's how strong your faith has to be, Jeff. Yeah. you got to look at the animal in the face and say, well, I hope God gives me a heart attack before the lion comes and takes my head off. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and you wonder, you know, I always wondered, like, when those people were being eaten for the entertainment, the entertainment of the Romans, I always wondered, did they feel the pain or did God take away the pain before the animal destroyed them? You know what I'm saying? But that's how much faith you got to have. And that's how strong you have to be. And I don't think, as a country, we have that many people, you know, with that kind of faith. I think a lot of people are in wishy-washy faith, and I think you'll agree. Oh, yeah. Um, There's some strong conservative Christians. There's some strong conservatives out there and strong Christians. And I I see, you you know, the younger generation like you, I'm I'm like, wow, man, you guys are really cranking it with, you know, the religion stuff and, and, and the faith. I don't want to say the word religion, but faith. And the other thing we were talking before, I'm always amazed at, like, if you get a Hindu woman or a Buddhist woman who who wins in a, in a place like Seattle or something, you know, in a liberal city, how arrogant and nasty they become, you know, a city council woman or mayor or something. And it's all, you know, it's all about, you know, everything anti-American. You know, we need this progressivism and socialism and we need this free, this free, that free. Well, why, why did you come here? Why didn't you stay where you were? Because you had that in your country. If you miss it, you can always go home. But it's all, again, it's all about making their faith or their religion look like it's the best on the block. And you don't have to, you know, it's just, hey, when you die, you reincarnate or, you know, whatever. Um, and this is, this is what we're facing. We, we infected our politics with people who are non-believers. And instead of people becoming believers, the believers became the non-believers. If you if you can understand that, <laughs> yeah, no, no, that, that 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 makes perfect sense. And I and I think and I think it's one of those things too that the point does need to be made um, that there's a reason why people are coming here from third world countries. There's a reason why people are wanting to come here from the Middle East, and a lot of that is because here in America there's there's a different unifying factor than there are in other countries. In other countries, it's the history, the culture, the you know the 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 common right. race or common people or that sort of thing. Like here, it's our belief system and our values and freedom and the ability to make something of yourself. It's the American dream. And it's like, they're all coming here for that American dream. And then all, all the while we've got the leftists and liberals and progressives that are literally doing everything they can to take that away and to, and make it like those third world countries that all these people are trying to get here from. And that to me is what's just mind boggling that this is where we are as a country is we're trying to become a third world country. I mean, look at California. You just Calif- said it. I was, California is a third world it. country right now. You've got extreme wealth and extreme poverty, nothing in the middle. That is ultimately the definition yeah. of a third world country. Jeff, in Virginia, Northern Virginia became a third world country. Most of the, it, I think it's the six or five or six richest counties in the country of that five or six, I think three of them are in Northern Virginia, the Beltway area. Loudoun County, for instance majority uh, Asian-American, majority Indian-American. 
okay? Um, people come here, they do very well in the tech industry and so on and so forth. But that whole Northern Virginia just sliced off. It became very liberal, okay? And like you just took the words out of my mouth. We're going towards a third world country. And you don't have, you have rich and poor. I mean, the average house in Northern Virginia now is probably medium price, five, six, seven hundred thousand dollars $700,000, okay? Uh, unless you're in the tech industry or, or government employee, you know, who can buy that, right? But then you go to another part of Virginia, you call it real Virginia, right? And that's going south or southwest. And there's, there's no government money down there, like on the the Tidewater uh, Virginia Beach area where the government has, has a lot of money with the naval base, okay? So you have different – Virginia is like almost three or four states right now, the state of Virginia. And last last year, this month, last year – they had $10 billion in revenues coming in. $10 billion. Do you realize they don't even have a billion coming in now because of what's going on? So it, it, I don't know how they're going to survive. The rainy day funds are going to be eaten up. Um, they're willing to give up all the money they had in the bank just so they can try to take out Trump. So this is some sick kind of people. You know what I mean? Yeah. When you're willing to give up everything in your economy and just you know blow up the house for the sake of making somebody lose. It's just, it's insane, you know? Yeah. And what you see is, you see you see people just fleeing. People from Virginia going to South Carolina, going to North, and North Carolina, by the way, is going very blue. Um, North Carolina was like Colorado. It was a purple. It's going the other way. Uh, people fleeing to Tennessee, and Tennessee used to be a refuge. Now that's going blue, you know? So... The whole eastern east, and then you look at this bankrupt New York City with Cuomo. Okay, just forget Cuomo. You can get anybody to fill his shoes or De Blasio. New York's been on a suicide mission for thirty years. You know, they just they don't know how to blow up the state, just like Jersey. Everybody's leaving Jersey. Everybody's leaving New York. So what do you do? How do you how do you support the systems? It's got to collapse, and then they're going to say the government should bail them out. Again, why should I bail you out? It's like a credit card. You know, you go to your dad and you say, Dad, you know, he gives you a $500 limit when you start out. Here's your $500 card. And you spend your limit. And Dad says, I'm not giving you any more money. Well, Dad, I, I overspend. It's $2,000, the extended line or whatever. You just can't keep bailing out bad behavior. And I'm, I'm, big on, I'm big on compassion, but I'm tired of hearing, you know, the opioid crisis. It's $400 billion, It's $300 million, whatever. The drug war has been on since I was a teenager, Jeff. I mean, listen, I don't mind being compassionate and donating to the cause, but if you're just constantly having to be rehabbed on my dime, I don't want it anymore. Yeah. You know, they can blame the drug companies. Listen, if you're getting high, it's because you like getting high, whether you're drinking, whether you're smoking, or whether you're dropping a pill, okay? At some point, one, two, three times, after that, why should we be paying for you getting high? Why why should we be paying for your rehab when you don't want rehab? You know what I mean? So, again, we lost that with the churches. We used to have compassion and things going on. And, and where the church was involved in the charity, the church turned it over to the state. And the state was more than happy to fill in, you know, just fill the shoes of the church because then you could get more secularism in there. You know what I mean? Yep. So in the old days, it was like you could go to the church and nobody knew the five eggs of groceries went to your house or my house. You know what I mean? We didn't make a big thing about it. Hey, you know, 
some lady or some man deliver the groceries if your dad was out of work or your mom. And today it's like, you know, government cheese, man. You know, the, and this is what they wanted. They wanted to basically capture, you know, the church, what the church's role was in America. And they did it really well. It took time, took time. And they, and they did it well. So, you know, I just hope you young guys can run with it. I hope these networks stay on and, you know, I hope people come up with other platforms and, you know, like your conferences, you do a couple of more conferences, you know, write a couple of books. Um, but we really have to, you know, drag in the young people. I go to CPAC every year and I'll tell you what, there's nine young people to one old person. And I feel like Ben Franklin when I go there now, and I've been going for like 28 years. Um, CPAC, you know, when I look at it, I have faith, I have hope, you know, I say, wow, look at these kids, man. They come from all over the country, you know? Um, and it was funny. I, I met a bunch of people from Northern California there two years ago. I'm like, Hey, what are you doing here? Well, I go to Hillsdale college or I go to Liberty college or I go to, you know what I mean? So it was like, wow, you're out here. You're from San Jose, you're from the Bay area. And I, I, I was really impressed. I said, well, so you guys understand it. Yeah, we understand it. So there are a lot of young people that understand it, but the message has to get further out there. Yep. No, I, I, I totally agree. And that, and that's why, you know, I'm trying, you know, I'm trying to do what little I can with the GK and then also with this new network with the freedom first, um, podcast network. And, uh, yeah, again, we're just, I, I feel like if everybody can just kind of do, do their part, do, do something small, big, whatever it might be, just do something. Uh, we, we can kind of head in the right direction as a country, I think. So, well, I'd like to add to it, Michael, add to it, you know, uh, we haven't, uh, we haven't, we used to just go by Mike and Mike, whatever name, but whatever you come up with, we'll be happy to put it on there. Um, we could start off with a show every two weeks or so or see how we go from there. And stuff is so fluid. I mean, you know, news changes so fast. Yeah. Um, but for sure, you know, even like today, I mean, today you have Pelosi saying we're not coming back. Um, uh, there's a girl on the internet right now talking about, you know, don't get on a ventilator. You're going to die. They just want you to die because 80% of the people, you know, over 65 or 60 years old are dying. Food supply, which I think is another, like a false flag kind of thing going on. My, you know, Jeff, back in the uh, Depression days, they had the Dust Bowl, Oklahoma, right? And when those people had to leave, there was nothing left to do. Um, where did they go? They went to Bakersfield. And the Oklahoma people built Bakersfield, California, right? Mm -hmm. I said that to myself today. I said, well, if these guys are looking for people to work at these uh, poultry houses or uh, slaughterhouses, whoever's collecting that unemployment check could go there. Give them a bus ticket, whatever, give them some hotel money. Hey, go out there and, you know, help the country, feed the country. You're getting money from the federal government. But, you know, uh, again, I look at it and I say, well, maybe, maybe they want these things to close. Maybe they're looking for another bailout. I'm not a big fan of ethanol. I'm not a big fan of ethanol. <clears throat> and I'm not a big fan of Middle East, I mean Midwest, um, because, you know, that's, that's grift of money. They're constantly looking for money. You know, the Grassley people from Iowa and all that. You always hear about Iowa. And how many years have you heard, I heard it my whole life, the Midwest people are the salt of the earth. Yet, maybe a handful now, not like years ago, most of the people in the Midwest... <laughs> They're just out there with their hand, you know. How am I going to get another subsidy? Farm subsidy, corn subsidy, ethanol subsidy, you know what I'm saying? And ethanol is not good for our cars anyway. Mm -hmm. It's just gas. It ruins your engines. So 
you know, I, I look at the, and then everything was like, hey, the Iowa caucus. Well, well, what is it? So Iowa, basically, what does it do? Run the country? In a way, it's, uh, it's the farm mafia. You know, it's the agriculture mafia. They got lobbyists that are stronger than death in D.C. Every, the problem is also, Jeff, we have too many lobbyists. The minute they were talking about all this money going out, every lobbyist went up there and read the bill and changed what they wanted to change. Hospitals are now going to get bailouts. Hospitals that probably should have folded, right? They're going to get bailouts. Everybody's going to get a bailout. Where does it stop? Nobody knows. But, you know, I'm welcome aboard. I'm ready to go. So anytime you're ready, just give us a call. You got it. That sounds good. But yeah, I, I really appreciate uh, both you and Mike coming on. I really enjoyed the uh, really enjoyed the conversation. You know, you know, it's it's always yeah, fun just to, to kind of see how it goes. Yeah, yeah. So, great conversation. Thank you. I love your shows. You know, I'm watching as many as I can. You're really banging them out. I don't know how you do it. I'm, you know, I, I try to tune into Hostage every day. It's pretty good, and a lot of stuff going on in that show. He's he's really doing some good news, and I got to catch up on the other ones. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've been pumping them out. I'm, I'm slowly kind of, you know, like slowing them down, especially as we're kind of transitioning into having this new network too. So I got to have a little bit of time to <laughs> get all this other stuff done. But, but it's, it's, it's been a lot of fun, and, uh, and I, I really enjoy doing it. I really enjoy just having the different people on, different topics, different, you know, conversations, and it's just always, I'm always learning something new. It seems like. Well, I'm glad to have the conversation. I'm glad you had us on today, and. Uh... We'd be happy to help you out. Of course, I really appreciate that, and you know we'll definitely have to have you guys back on sometime. You know, I feel like we could keep going, and there's there's never anything to run out of uh, topic wise. So, um, but but yeah, I, you know, definitely appreciate you coming on. Uh, for everybody that's watching as well, um, you know, make make sure you guys are liking, subscribing, all the good stuff uh, wherever you're watching this, whether it's YouTube, Facebook, iTunes, uh, Spotify, all that kind of stuff. Uh, we're going to be back here actually tomorrow with another uh, co- episode of Conversations with Jeff. Tomorrow we're going to have uh, two more guests on. We're going to be we're going to have La- Bishop Larry Gators on. And we're also going to have Carl Crew on. We're going to talk uh, secret societies, and uh, and I'm going to pick their brain and see their thoughts on on that topic. Um, and so that will be a fascinating, fascinating conversation tomorrow at four o'clock uh, Pacific time, uh, right here on Facebook. So check that out. Um, and then also, if you guys can check out our membership program we've got, uh, if you go to gatekeepersonline.com slash plugged in, check that out. We've got a bunch of perks, uh, discounts in the store, all the good stuff. So check that out. And then, um, yeah, thanks again, Mike, for coming on. And, uh, yeah, we will see you guys back here tomorrow. Bank of Clark County is making it easy to give to local charities. We're featuring a different one at each of our Bank of Clark County locations. To find out how you can support their good work, visit our website at www.bankofclark.bank or follow us on our social media channels and the hashtag GiveWithBOCC. Happy Holidays from all of us at Bank of Clark County. Member FDIC.